This is what inspired me to make better skincare. As I was learning these processes, I was like, okay, how do I use some of these elixirs, these spagyrics within our products? And sometimes they can take a month to make, sometimes they oh. can take three years. Oh my goodness. I have okay. My teachers have some that have been going, I think for seven to 10 years. So it just depends on, again, the level of medicine you're trying to create. And again, how involved you wanna be with it because it really is about elevating yourself and being present with something a little bit more. How can we have clear youthful skin without the use of harmful chemicals in our skincare? How can we get more connected to our natural world through our skincare? These questions are what we are diving into today with the podcast episode with Lauren Dodge. Lauren is the formulator, founder, and co-owner at Fruits to the Roots, a natural skincare company. Lauren explores intention herbal medicine, the influence of planetary archetypes, and spiritual balance through skincare formulation, as well as ritual offerings such as sound bathing and tea ceremony experiences. We recently had the pleasure of hosting Lauren and her husband Brian, who led us through a sound bathing and tea ceremony, and that was really incredible. We're excited to offer you this podcast episode hosted by Christine, the practice administrator at Capital Integrative Health with a unique view of integrative health as an herbalist and yogi herself. Please enjoy this conversation with Christine and Lauren as they discuss natural skin care and how Lauren's unique approach can help you to clear your skin and age gracefully. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Christine. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. <laughs> Why don't we start off with you telling us who you are and what you do? Sure, um, I'm Lauren Dutch. Hi. Hi. Um, I am a skincare formulator. I am a facilitator for sound bath meditations. Um, I also white label. I, I create white label skincare products for various companies. What does that mean exactly? That means they get to buy my products and put their information on them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that is that is another thing that I do. And that kind of is an offshoot, of obviously, of Fruits to the Roots, my mm -hmm. business, Fruits to the Roots. Love that name. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, when my husband and I were trying to determine how to name our business, it just sort of flowed out. Did it? Um, yeah, I knew that I wanted to have a tree as our logo, mm -hmm. and he's an artist, so I'm really, <laughs> I'm really lucky. Um, he, within like a week, created this really beautiful tree that if if you see our logo, immediately you see the tree. It's the roots below, the stems and the fruit above, but what makes it even more special and what I didn't see for about 30 seconds as I was looking at it is there's a woman's form hidden within the tree. Oh, I'll have to look again. <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks for that tip. Yeah. Um, there's also a little bird and as he was drawing it. The only thing I said is I want a tree and I want a bird and the tree has to have fruit and the roots need to be nearly as big as the canopy above it. Right. And the name just sort of happened when we saw the logo together. Oh, that's so great. And you did it together. That's even better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He is definitely a huge part of the business. Um, it We started it in 2011 together and it's sort of 
came out of many um, circumstances that I was going through at the time. I wasn't feeling very well. I had always struggled with my skin. I had all of these passions I was pursuing, but nothing seemed to really fit. And I had started making soap. Uh, he got me a, for Valentine's Day, he got me a cold process soap making class. So great. I had been so nervous to go through the steps of actually learning how to make cold process soap on my own. And this class, I came home and I made, I think it was 30 or 40 pounds of soap <laughs> in, in that same day that I took the class. You were, because you were so excited. I was so excited. And I started giving them to people. And every person that tried our soap, my soap at the time, um, was responding with, how can I get more of this? I want to buy some. And it was at the time something that I was playing with, but not sure I really knew what I was doing yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything, we were in Los Angeles at the time, and it's, as, as I'm sure you're aware, like skincare is very competitive. So my edge then was, how do I make this medicinal? How do I create medicinal soaps where people are getting sort of microdosed every day with little bits of mm-hmm. skincare healing and intention um, through bathing? And it sort of became very clear that I needed to do this all of a sudden. I, people were coming back saying, my skin's never felt like this. I use a lot of good soap, but it's never really responded quite this way. And it was this aha sort of magical moment. You found your thing, right? Yeah. You found it. I found my thing. And, you know, he and I both had studied herbal medicine and various forms of natural healing um, and worked with various teachers, but all of that information all of a sudden fit Mm. into where I could see my future going. And, yeah, so he's been an enormous part. He's been an enormous part from the beginning. That's so great. I love that you're using herbal medicine uh, to help people in that way, you know, yeah. um, in a way that um, is often overlooked. Like, you know, just get in the bath and here's my soap and, yeah. yeah, you know. People often will smell something and they'll realize, oh, this is going to be good for me. I'm going to take this home. But what they maybe aren't fully aware of until a little bit later is I believe plants speak to us. And <laughs> say it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Scream it from the rooftops. Yes. Um, I really do believe plants speak to us, and it happens in so many different ways every single day. Uh, walking outside of your house, maybe a tree brushes against you, and how does that make you feel? Oh, I'm sorry, tree. I will talk to everything. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, but someone smelling a bar of soap or a skincare product out, immediately the aroma is what is going to start talking to them. And in the various forms of herbal medicine, aromatherapy, alchemy that I've studied, that aroma is, it comes from the essential oils, but to me that is sort of the spirit of the plant. Yeah. So it's immediately trying to connect with you in a really really special way yeah it resonates yeah what you're supposed to have resonates yeah right yeah absolutely so I know you just said a lot about this but for our audience can you describe a little bit about how your skincare products and we'll get into how you formulate them later but how is something that you would create different from what we might find in a drugstore or even a 
department store? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I hope in a lot of ways. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, when I first started making skincare, the sort of biggest difference was how small batch everything was, how thoughtful the sort of herbal components were going into it. And a big part of my background and my husband's background is in alchemy and for people are the listeners that are like alchemy what does she yeah mean? can you can you do, explain what sure that is? um we have teachers in oregon that we've been working with he's been working with since about 2008 i think and i've been working with them since about 2009 and they have an alchemy school there they used to now they just practice their work and it is basically a pl- well, hmm. alchemy can be defined in a lot of ways. The truest form of alchemy is taking something and transforming it into something else. Um, we can do that with ourselves. We can alchemize ourselves. We can alchemize our breakfast cereal by adding superfoods to it or, you know, sitting with it and being present in a moment of intention, really. Those little things, as silly as they sound, as maybe woo as they sound. They sound lovely. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. They make you more present with what you're doing. And really, it's about presence. Um, When we started going to this alchemy school, it was really, we were drawn to it specifically because they were using alchemical techniques that are centuries and, you know, decades. Fascinating. Very old, old things that they had either learned from some of their teachers or experimented with through various texts that they'd read that they'd studied, and they were teaching it to us. But they were also applying these alchemical techniques that are usually done on minerals and metals to plants. And that is where we were like, oh, we need to know. We need to know more about this. It's called spagyrics. I have heard of this with the sage of papam, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Spagyrics, the I'm going to do this horribly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, okay. We're here to learn. <laughs> Spagyrics it, yeah. are um, that word literally literally translates to separate and recombine. Um, Spagyric in the Latin form, as you sort of pull it apart. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that as you are creating um, this medicine with a plant you are separating it body spirit and soul and you are elevating each individual level and then recombining them together so that it is more easily absorbed by the user but also the alchemy behind this beyond just the technique that it that we use is that every bit of work that you're doing with this plant it's working with you so as you work with it, it works with you. As you're working on this distillation, I was going to ask. That's how you. you're doing it through distillation. Yeah, there's a distillation component, and we use glass and really low heat to maintain as much of the integrity and intelligence of the plant mm-hmm. and the plant body. Um, and then once you have it's more complex than this, but I'll just tell you quickly: distilling the plant matter over, you're using a. a a kind of menstruum, um, which is water, alcohol, vod- uh, not vodka, 
water, alcohol, um, vinegar, sometimes other things. Um, as you distill it over the plant body that's left, you then also elevate through a series of calcinations to get the actual minerals wow. and salts of the plant. This is really involved. Yeah. And I asked, how are you different from <laughs> drugstore? So we don't do this with every single product, yeah. just to be clear. that. But this is what inspired me to make better skincare. As I was learning these processes, I was like, okay, how do I use some of these elixirs, these spagyrics within our products? And sometimes they can take a month to make. Sometimes they oh. can take three years. Oh my goodness. I have okay. my teachers have some that have been going I think for 7 to 10 years. So it just depends on again the level of medicine you're trying to create. And again how involved you want to be with it because it really is about elevating yourself and being present with something a little bit more. That was a very unexpected but really interesting answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, a little esoteric. It's <laughs> no, great. It's great. I mean, we, that's what we want to do. Dig in and find out what you're doing and how are you different? What sets you apart? I know um, when I was um, thinking about you coming to do the podcast, I was thinking about, I always say this, don't put it on your skin if you can't eat it, you know? Mm. Uh, so um, just I have chemical sensitivity, like mm-hmm. I think probably a lot of our audience may, may, or I know some of them at least, probably experience. So I trust your stuff, you know? And now that I know a little bit more about this <laughs> process, I'm like, wow, no wonder it's magic. Well, um, and again, to be very clear, that is not something that's done with every product. Yeah. Um, it really, and a lot of the spagyrics that I'm using in our skincare, I leave it to my teachers. Mm-hmm. So I trust them so much. Um, they're able to really, really work with those extracts in a way that I don't have time because I'm from 7 a.m. in the morning until 4 or 5 at night working on formulating, making, selling. Like, it's just me. Yeah. It's just me. Just you. So I want to, I don't want to, um, Understanding the process, I think, is just as important as doing it yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. so that you can be very cautious and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of intentional about where you get it, where you like if you're not the one producing it. So there's a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of education. (laughs) How do you decide what to make? Like, what is your process for coming up with something new, like a new product or a new formula? It varies. Um, Sometimes I have people reaching out to me that have been longtime customers, and they're like, so when are you going to do this? Uh And that was one thing. With the vitamin C serum, someone actually came to me, and they were like, why haven't you made a vitamin C serum? And I was like, well, that's a process. That sounds really... um involved it is involved and for something like that unfortunately the sad answer with vitamin c ingredients is that that is not something i can produce i actually have to trust a lab to create and synthesize that so that it stays shelf stable so that it's not light sensitive so that it won't go bad and sitting in a bottle mm-hmm. um it's i don't where do you begin with that um with sourcing you mean yeah i mean how do you so say, oh, i need vitamin c <laughs> i mean where do you go for that what um do do? there are cosmetic uh mm-hmm. labs okay. that you can get ingredients from and it's going to vary in quality 
as far as the lab goes, what you're going to get. Um, I went through testing out maybe five or six different forms of vitamin C on my own from various labs before I could even pursue working with one. And again, that's sort of, mm, it's a little more tedious than, than just making a formula and hoping it works. There's microbial testing, there's shelf stability testing, and all of that is yeah. something I really care a lot about. Yeah, because I know in your products there are no artificial ingredients, right? Or there maybe is So, no, there's not artificial ingredients, but there are a few chem like um, preservatives, mm-hmm. some something There are preservatives. Yeah, I saw one time because I was ordering something and uh, I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's something in here I don't recognize." Yes. And I thought, "I wonder if you you um found out that it needed to be more shelf stable as your business was growing and things are sitting on a shelf while you're waiting for you want to be ready for your customers right I don't know what the process was but that's what I imagined in my own mind anyway well Um, as you're growing as a a skincare business um, or at least for me this was my journey there are many things that I was willing to start working with right away that I felt very comfortable with and so anything that does not have water in it is going to be a lot more shelf stable Mm -hmm. no matter how a person is using it unless it's a jar that's something oil-based that they're sticking their wet hand into right introducing a possible you know issue um but with serums that's where i started a lot of the skincare formulations because like the venus serum and the moon serum both of those are completely oil-based and they don't require a preservative. They do require antioxidants like vitamin E or plant-based ingredients that contain a lot of antioxidants. I love the moon serum. Just yes. Say so. And that actually has espageric in it. Oh, good to know. Yeah, it has it? our oil of egg spagyric in there. Oh, yeah. You know what? That is, <laughs> I, you know, I just went with it. I just went with it. When I saw it, I was like, oil of egg? Mm, I trust her. Okay, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> so that's an ingredient that, that I trust with my teachers. They make it once a year on a very special full moon. And it is with eggs that are very well taken care of. So I trust them with it. And yes, I know that there's a lot of um, listeners probably right now that are like going, well, I'm a vegan. And oh, I, yeah, we should address that. Yeah, yeah. what do you I have to say about that? I think to each his own. I tend to uh, always think about that when I'm formulating something because I would like more people to be able to be excited about using it, mm-hmm. not just people that are, yeah. Um, one thing I do have to say, though, is that I'm very particular about any sort of beeswax, honey, bee pollen, the oil of egg. Those, I think, are the only non-vegan ingredients we work with. Um, and it's because they're so much more powerful than some of the alternatives. The oil of egg is so special. It, you can put like a little drop of that spagyric on your skin if you've got like a, a cut or something and it, it seems to almost go away overnight. Oh, that's good to know. So it's so refreshing for the skin. It really helps with that sort of natural healing. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I mean, it's it's just a, it's a really... It's a really cool ingredient. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love the moon serum. And when I saw that it had oil of egg, I was like, okay, I trust her. Yeah. But just to (laughs) revisit your question again, just for a minute. um, When I'm formulating something, I I like to think about the audience. 
you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to think about what I don't have in the product line because I don't want to confuse people by overlapping too much. There's a lot of skincare companies that have so many products that it's hard to figure out which one is for you. And I don't, I'm, I'm even getting to a point where I'm going, oh, geez, how do I continue to grow this line without confusing people? Mm. And I've come up with create content. That's what I've come up with. So I'm working on it. But um, it starts with who wants to talk to me when I go and I look at the plants that I have either growing in my garden, um, that I've dried from previous garden harvest, that I've purchased from trusted sources. The plants a lot of times are like, well, I'm interested in being in a product. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I, because I was going to ask you, like, how, do, how does herbal medicine connect yeah. in your skincare? And I love that it's intuitive for it, you like well, that. And that's how I fell in love with herbal medicine. It felt intuitive. It felt beyond um, something that was just edu- just reading out of a book or learning from teachers, learning in workshops. It, it oozed out of me mm-hmm. almost or into me, however – that's another thing that's a big part of what we do. I believe that every every plant wants to sort of share a moment of reflection with you. So another way that makes our skincare very different is it is very ritual oriented. I want you to be present with your unique beauty as you are sitting there applying your toner, feeling, smelling, sort of creating that moment of zen for yourself and as you're massaging in your serum really feeling your muscular structure beneath your skin how does the aroma make you feel in that moment and it becomes a sensory experience that is unlike a lot of other moments in life Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah taking the time I I love when I'm using your products um not only be, they smell divine, just letting you guys Thank know, you. they smell so divine. Um, I do feel like it's just, it's there's um, some connectivity there, you know, to, to the plants and to you. I feel like that it's whoever made this, I mean, even though the fact that, I mean, I obviously know you, but um, <laughs> whoever, you look at this small crafted thing and you think, wow, someone really put a lot of love thank you into this so you can't help but I think just um appreciate it as it's transferred from you to the jar to the next person you know well and again like that's alchemy mm -hmm. that's distilled like you're distilling it down basically right now you're talking about how um yes intention is important in everything I do um and I love sort of projecting where the product will end up as I'm making it as well. Sometimes um, I was talking to a friend recently and she said something to me and she was like, sometimes I don't know why I want to do this. And I'm like, well, is it a plant? And she's like, no, it's almost like I'm hearing the person that's going to end up with this thing. Oh, that's so beautiful. And when she said that, I just was like, she makes amazing perfume. Um, And she was just like, I feel like I can see and sense the wearer. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that is exactly um, sort of the way that I have been able to experience but not articulate some of the, when it's not a plant talking to me, what is it? That's what it felt like 
it felt like she broke something open in my head and I was like yes that's that's what I'm feeling maybe that's what you're feeling Mm -hmm. that you're the people waiting for your Mm -hmm. magic Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so that was my next question how do you choose the plants but it doesn't seem like you do they choose you they choose the they choose the product they don't even (laughs) choose me um yeah, it, I mean, yes, we have a, a cohesive relationship and there's a symbiosis there, which I'm so lucky. I started working with plants and herbal medicine. I mean, honestly, if, if I really give you the... my, fa- I grew up in a family of gardeners, so my mother is just an incredible gardener. My grandmother, my aunts, they're all so good and I'm getting better, but I don't have just the natural instinct of gardening, which has always frustrated me. (laughs) But what I'm realizing as I think back on being a little girl and wandering around my grandmother's garden and she's introducing me to these different flowers, that is how I work with plants. That is how I work with my ingredients is they're introducing themselves to me and they're saying, you know, maybe this is a time for me to, you know, pop into one of your products. so it, it's it's a really it sounds so it is special it is yeah. very special. I'm wondering for our, our audience who may may not know um, why is it better to use a product like yours as opposed to something that may have chemicals, you yeah. know, something that doesn't really grow mm. naturally. So there's a lot of reasons one of the bigger ones is that typically if you're going to be going to a a drugstore um or even um a department store to buy your cosmetics online those products are formulated with such strong preservatives that they can sit in a warehouse that's not conditioned that isn't you know taken the temperature is not taken into account time is not taken into account in the same way when someone is manufacturing those products or formulating those products in a lab, they're going, how long can I make this last and how long will it be good for? And why would that be bad for us? Because that means they might be sitting in a in a 102 degree warehouse somewhere for three years before it ever gets to per, like, where you can actually so, buy it. So at that point, if there ever was anything alive or (laughs) helpful for our skin is probably not at that Mm. point I don't know I don't know I have mixed thoughts on that just Mm -hmm. because yes I do think that there's definitely going to be less of a I mean just just as there would be with mine if 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 they sit for six months before I send them to you they would be less alive Mm -hmm. um but that's why I make them in small batches still um with something like that, I, I don't have, I don't actually have a good answer. Um, but that is a big reason why I would say stay away because you don't know how long ago it was made. On top of that, any sort of chemical, because we are organic beings, we are natural creatures. Um, anytime you're working with natural skincare, it is almost a, a refamiliarity. It's almost a reintroduction to something that your skin just organically can understand. It, recogni- it yeah, recognizes. It recognizes, exactly. And with chemical ingredients, I feel like there is a disconnect in that process. Um, I also feel like as potent and as intense as something can be um, in chemical form, 
it's not always the gentlest form. I think a lot of times people are like, I need something now. I need something to work right, right this second. And natural skincare is going to take a little bit longer. That's good that you said that. I was wondering. Um, yes. So consistency maybe is key. Consistency then? is key. Um, sort of reforming a relationship with skincare as well because I, I mean, I remember being a teenager when I first started learning about natural skincare. My husband's the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to talk about him all day. Let's talk about him. <laughs> What's his name? His name is Brian. Okay, Brian. <laughs> all right. He, um, I had horrible skincare when we first met. Or skincare. I had horrible skin when we first met. And I still don't have perfect skin, but my skin is so much better. I had cystic acne when we first met so bad that I was just caking on makeup. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to care for my skin. Um, my mom showed me what she did growing up, and that was fine for her, but it didn't work for me. I had a lot of friends that were using a lot of steps, and it just felt so useless. And like, I don't want to buy five products to do this to my skin. He found me an Ayurvedic serum when I was when shortly after we'd met. And he was like, you know, maybe you should try something like this. Have you ever tried something natural and, you know, medicinal for your skin? And I was like, no, I just don't understand how something like that could work. And this was when I was 19. So mm-hmm. I'm not 19 anymore. I've had many, many years of working in this practice, but it it started changing my skin within just a few days. Mm-hmm. And I, I had never experienced something like that. So... I started taking the ingredients in that serum, which I can tell you what they were. Yeah, um, let's hear it. Grapeseed oil, ylang-ylang essential oil, sweet orange oil, licorice root, and ooh, there's one other one. Tea um, tree. Tea tree. Okay. And tea tree. Um, and I think that maybe there was some evening primrose oil in there as well. And for those of you that know my skincare yes this did inspire a product it inspired venus serum so this as i was learning about this ayurvedic oil i was breaking it down why do these different ingredients work for my skin um how to have like researching reading talking to anyone that could talk to me about these different ingredients um for skin specifically was really eye-opening but then there came a point where I was like, oh, dang, I really want to make something like this. I like, what do I do? So then I started just trying to mimic what I had tried. And I'm not telling anyone to go buy a product and deconstruct it and make it themselves. But if if a product teaches you something, that is a way to like learn a whole nother layer. A pathway. Right? Yeah, exactly. And over many years, I started adding different ingredients that I was falling in love with to the serum that I was making. And then eventually I added, um, what is it, jojoba oil. And that shifted it completely again. And I added rosehip oil and that shifted it completely again. And learning these different sort of differences in how the serum worked just with that little shift, again, taught me whole new level of about my skin but also um I had started sharing it at this point with a few people and I was realizing oh this one serum can't work for everyone 
And that was pretty cool because it was like, okay, on to the next one. How do I, how do I do this again, but start from scratch? And yeah, well, and at that point it was like seven years later and I had already learned so much on my own. I, from my teachers, I'd started learning about different herbs and I didn't even have to like look into the world to be inspired by something. I just had to look within. I had to sort of sit with myself, listen to the people that were trying this product and like what they were craving that they weren't getting from it. Um, And if they weren't trying it, what were they using that they weren't getting what they wanted out of it? Um, So it's a lot about, it's a lot about listening. Yeah, <laughs> what I do I is a love, lot about listening. I love the passion and the intimacy. Yeah, I mean, like you truly have found your your passion, and you just you can tell it shines through. Um, what should we be doing with our skin? Like, what steps should we be following? You know, should we be doing the cleanser and the toner and the moisturizer and the serum and the eye cream and the neck cream and the crepey cream and you know, like, <laughs> what, what should we be doing? Um, uh, I think it's going to vary depending on the person. I don't want to tell everyone that they have just one way. I think it's really about finding a balance and what works for you. Um, so again, I'm complicating the answer, but that's okay. No, that's what you're here <laughs> for. You're here to learn. Um, the sort of, mm, the sort of like big. This is going to work for most people, is once or twice a day. At least once or not at least but once or twice a day. Um, cleansing your skin. We have to do it in the morning and at night. Well, if you're wearing, yes, I <laughs> okay. mean, I, I, okay. So truth, truth, truth here. Yeah, I'm telling you it. the truth. <laughs> I typically wash my skin once a day. Okay. And it's usually at night. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. The reason for that is that I feel a little grimy. I feel a little this. If I've worn makeup, I rarely I rarely do now. You don't need to. Thank you. But it's taken a long time to feel so good. And and that is actually what's inspired me to keep going with this is that as I've felt better and I've seen other people felt better in their skin, it doesn't matter if they still feel like they want to wear makeup. Maybe they don't feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. And just seeing people light up and feel uniquely appreciated in their skin is just, it gives me such good I'm shivers. Sure that's so <laughs> rewarding. Yeah. Um, but cleansing your skin at least once a day and not over-cleansing. Over-cleansing. What does that mean? So, so do, we need, do we use the foaming or we do you, what do we, what do we use? It just depends again on the skin type. It can depend on the skin type. I also will tell you that there's a lot of skincare cleansers out there that are not balanced to the skin's pH. And that is a super fancy way of saying the skin naturally has an acidic nature. And if it is not being balanced by what you're putting on it, how you're cleansing it, you're going to end up with issues. Again, it's all about balance. I mean, angry skin. Um, Have you ever tried using a cleanser and right afterwards your skin is like, yes, (laughs) yes, like it's are tight. Yes. Oh my gosh, I need something to to get some moisture in. Typically, if your skin's reacting that way, it may not be the right product for you. It could just be like, that's the answer. It could also be that that particular product is not great as far as its pH balance goes. Um, The skin has a natural pH balance of 5.5 usually, 
we all can range between like I think it can sometimes be as low as four um to, that's pretty acidic yeah so uh I would say balanced skin is right around the 5.5 so it's right in the middle and that's a happy place most of my cleansers are going to be balanced in a way that it is not going to feel that super tight afterwards. So if it's balanced, then it doesn't matter if it's a foamy thing or a jelly thing. Or... I think it comes down to what you like. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Just as long as it's balanced. As long as long as it's balanced and as long as it feels good for you and you're not reacting negatively to it, that I know that I'm like giving these little things well, this but, is great information okay. yeah do we need the toner do we need that yes we do need do that. not skip your toner okay why do we need the toner um so what a toner is going to do this is the first thing that i learned about a toner is that it's going to save you money on your serums and your moisturizers you don't have to use as much I'm, yes yeah. so that's number one but then i have people saying well yeah but you're making me buy a toner so am well, I saving yeah, money? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the only reason. I think we're about to find out what the real yes, reason is. Yes. So toners. Yes, they're going to help you spend less on your serums, your moisturizers. But the bottom line is, is that a toner is going to help absorb ingredients that want to be absorbed. It's going to help create a barrier to some extent for some of those slower absorbing ingredients. It's going to regulate the product a little bit more that you're putting on next so that you're not just caking in the moisture okay if that makes sense yeah it does make sense because I stopped using a toner recently I ran out I thought I don't need that I'm just gonna put my stuff on but I definitely notice a difference it yeah. feels it feels different well it feels different um so depending also on the toner uh, if you're using something that's witch hazel based witch hazel is really fantastic at helping reduce redness which you're not going to have necessarily in a moisturizer or serum. Um, the, the idea behind each product is different. So the point of a toner is that it's going to help with sort of preparing the skin for moisture. Um, and that may sound silly to someone, but especially because we wear makeup, we work out, we live in environments where we may sweat, the washing of the skin is so important that sometimes the layers that the acid mantle of the skin is super unhappy if you jump straight from a cleanser to a moisturizer or serum. Okay, makes sense. So it's kind of like the bridge. Okay. Yes, actually, that is fantastic. Um, that is a really, really good way to think about it is it bridges between these two very intense sort of moments in our skincare. This is a gentler form of how to regulate the absorption. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what's next? Do we Can we go straight to a serum or do we have to use a moisturizer before the serum? Well, again, it sort of depends, but I would say if, you, if you're someone that wants to just do the, the core, you don't want the extras, I would say you can go to a moisturizer afterwards if you're someone who needs the support of a serum serums really are about supporting who would need a serum so congested skin combination skin acne prone skin you're going to benefit a lot from a serum and it sounds counterintuitive because of it being an oil-based thing you're i mean i remember going through that in my mind before i understood and it's like the skin needs that moisture 
it needs those oils in order to rebalance itself to be happy sort of in that happy state um but not only that the ingredients that are typically in a serum are stronger concentrates than what you have in a moisturizer so extracts that you find in a serum are going to be at stronger amounts where it's working on trying to get to those deeper layers of the skin Um, it's working on trying to improve cellular turnover Uh, a moisturizer is literally usually just a moisturizer there might be some additional extracts in there Um, my everlasting cream has some beautiful extracts in it but it's because i know that there's going to be people that don't want all the steps so it's mild in comparison to a serum what you're going to find in a lotion or a cream um at least in my line (laughs) what about aging skin aging skin graceful aging the way to age gracefully is really all about how you unfortunately it's about good genes that's a big part of it but when also creating healthy habits for yourself drinking sleep drinking lots of water nutrition absolutely exercise for aging skin for graceful beauty i would say adding definitely adding a serum is a good step in a completely different way so for that sort of congested combination type the venus serum that i make is perfect for that moon serum would be great her solstice serum would be great for the graceful aging both of those are working with um, things that happen with hormones shifting at different points uh, such as hyperpigmentation which is when the skin I have some hyperpigmentation for the first time um, and as it started occurring I was like do I want to try to get rid of this I don't know I'm kind of loving it <laughs> just because like I've really tried to embrace my skin. I want people to embrace where they're at with their beauty and their skin. Um, but yes, taking extra steps such as an eye cream, an eye serum. We have to do it all then. Well, <laughs> some people are lucky and they don't. Yeah. I will, that's the honest truth. But I think for 90% of the population, as we start to age, I don't. I hope that as I continue to age, I don't feel feel the fear that I know that some people do. Um, I think that this is a, this is a hard one, actually. This is hard to talk about because I want everyone to feel that it's natural. I don't want them to feel that because you're getting laugh lines, because you're getting smile lines, because you're getting wrinkles around your eyes or around your, like on your neck, on your your clavicle, wherever these wrinkles, lines are happening, I don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it feels like your products are more about health. Yeah, well, health. Health, Healthy skin, not so much. I mean, I know we're all beautiful. Everyone who uses your products, we're all (laughs) all lovely. (laughs) But, but, I mean, really, it's not not about that. I I get what you're saying, I think. I think think your true spirit is coming through there. You know, you are healing, um, genuine, you know, caring is coming through in that statement. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I... my biggest goal with what I do is I want everyone to feel beautiful no matter who they are, no matter where they are in their life journey, no matter where they are in their journey with their skin. Um, I think it's it's 
so often we get caught up in what other people look like, what we're supposed to look like according to media, and what are you supposed to look like? Like that, 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 that just doesn't even make sense. How are we supposed to know what we're supposed to look like? Yeah, it's more about how we feel, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, like, no, I'm not a mental health expert, but I do feel like there is a component of being with your skin that offers some balance when you're able to just appreciate, when you're able to get into those. And that's what makes the ritual component so mm-hmm. important. When you're present with your skin, you can sort of list it. It speaks too. You can hear, you can see what's going on a little bit more clearly. Um, and instead of layering and layering and layering and hoping that something works, uh, I feel like I'm working on how do I guide people into that because I don't want someone to feel like they need to own everything. That's not – That's. I mean, you can if you want to, but <laughs> it, it – it, it's really about the core. So for someone who is ready, I like the word graceful. I like the word graceful before beauty or graceful aging. Um, someone ready for that journey or in the middle of that journey, I would say best advice as far as my skincare practices go, cleanse once or twice a day. If you are wearing makeup, definitely you're probably going to need a second time if you're not cleansing at night. Um, followed by a really beautiful toner um, that's going to have some added hydration properties to it. Um, So aloe vera, uh, a bit of, uh, I I really love working with burdock root in a toner. Uh, It helps to bring moisture to the skin, marshmallow root as well, Um, watermelon. A lot of those are some of my favorite ingredients just across the board. Watermelon. Yes, I have an obsession with watermelon in skincare. Tell us about it. (laughs) It's juicy. I mean, literally, when you cut open a watermelon, it's just like voluptuous and juicy and just beautiful. But I I mean, think about, okay, one second. Think about a watermelon slice. Think about a watermelon slice. Think about the way that watermelon slice feels the second you bite into it. Okay, I'm there. You're there. Mm -hmm. It's... I can't explain it beyond it's juicy. And it's fantastic because I think that a lot of plants and a lot of ingredients speak to us in those ways. And it's so obvious. This is full of moisture. This is full of, and that bright pink color, it means there's tons of nutrients and antioxidants in there. Um, And watermelon contains a lot of vitamins that are going to be helpful for the skin while we are aging helpful for anyone no matter where they are in their journey well that's a surprise that's so good. <laughs> it feels good yeah, right to does. get those surprises so yeah. yeah um carrot watermelon pumpkin all of those things contain a lot of they're slimy and mm-hmm. yeah right well the pumpkin i'm thinking the inside of the pumpkin but the colors okay. too the colors. if you just think about the colors how bright and that that goes back to nutrition how colorful is the food in front of you that's probably going to be a pretty nutritious meal. Um, so thinking about the colors going into the products is, is super important. But something with watermelon is really great for aging skin. So we've got a cleanser. We've got a juicy toner. Get that moisture. For a serum, I would say definitely going with something like um, 
that's going to have a brightening aspect. With, with age, our skin tends to dull a bit. We don't have that radiance. We don't have that suppleness naturally that we did in our youth. Um, it's possible, but we just don't retain it the same way. Um, the skin naturally doesn't produce new cells as fast as we did at, in and our youth as well. Is exactly, down. exactly. The collagen is breaking down. So something that's going to help balance um, the pigmentation of the skin, brightness in the skin, things like licorice root are fantastic for brightening. Um, I love our Solstice Vitamin C Serum for Graceful Beauty. It has a really nice bright smell to it. It's lovely and light um, feeling on the skin, but you also still feel very hydrated when you're using it. And I will, t- I will say... I feel like you can almost skip a moisturizer if you're using that serum. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah, it has such a richness to it, even though it feels light when it's going on the skin because of the vitamin C that we're using in there. Um, And the other ingredients, we're using pomegranate oil, we're using sunflower oil, which has a ton of vitamin E naturally in it. Um, I just feel like you can almost skip a moisturizer if you want to, no matter where you are in your skincare journey. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really simple. (laughs) We can do that. Yeah. But I would also say an eye product is probably going to be very helpful. Um, however, again, that vitamin C serum, man, it is, it can be used on I always screw up this word. Me the too. Decolletage. Decollete or decollete. Like right? <laughs> decollete. It's this part. <laughs> yes. So like your clavicle and chest area. Yeah. There we go. Um, it can be used on your neck. It can be. I have a friend that uses it on her breasts to help with stretching. Um, I. It can be used as specifically just around the mouth and around the eyes if you're not wanting to use it on your whole face, um, but it. It is a full face serum, so getting fancy doesn't have to break the bank if you find the right if you find the right product. Yeah. Okay. Um, outside of routine skincare regimens and um, cleanliness and anti aging and beauty and just feeling good and, and healthy about yourself, um, do you have any products that are helpful for specific conditions like? rosacea or eczema do you have have you gotten into that arena a little bit um it's more about finding what's already in my existing line that works for that yeah instead of creating something to i always like people to feel included i like everyone to feel like again what i was saying about the vitamin c serum i like people to feel like something will work for multiple things um simplicity a lot of times is really beautiful in skincare we get carried away and within sort of my core product line I would say yes there are ingredients within the venus serum such as um, the burdock root I was talking about Um, let's see I have so many products now. Yeah, I'm going. No, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just, no, no. I, was, I got to thinking about. It's wow, okay. You know, I, I wonder. I wonder if you know, 
at Capital Integrative Health, I know sometimes we see people who have these, they're coming to us, you know, and, and I know we have, we have a nutrition team and, of course, medical providers here and wellness providers to offer them support on these conditions. But I'm thinking about, you know, this would be a nice adjunct if we um, if we knew, you know, Absolutely. there's something. Absolutely, yeah. Topically. So I would like to... I would like to be able to have a straightforward answer for that question. Um, I haven't quite defined defined those individual products yet within my line, so I don't want to like. It's okay. What we'll do is we will make sure we have your contact information. Okay. And if any of our listeners has a specific question for you, we can have that them would reach be out great. to you at Roots to the Roots, and we'll give the information. That would be end. really great because I don't like I I I never. Want, I don't. I don't want to BS somebody, and yeah. if right now I can't tell you the exact ingredient and which product it is, I don't want to tell you. We appreciate that <laughs> integrity you have. <laughs> what I'm super curious about, and I don't. I don't know um, our audience. You touched on it earlier, but if you would um, help us learn or understand or explain how you formulate and um, make your products in relation to the moon cycle. Mm, mm-hmm. So I work with the planetary sort of bodies as a whole, um, sun, moon, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Saturn. And yeah, it, it's become, it comes from my alchemical training. Um, we sort of have this system of understanding a person's constitution based on the planetary bodies and it sounds and it it, it has some overlap with astrology i was just going to ask does it do does it have to do with their birth date time it does have place and all of it that? does yeah in, in fact you just you just said it like their birthplace time and where they were born wait place time and date <laughs> right okay um so the idea is that in that training, we are taught that, and I, I feel so strongly about this part of my, tra- my training because it feels more connected than a lot of other sort of pathways that are in the planetary. Like astrology, I know hardly anything, but this, I know some stuff. Let's hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the idea is that when we are born, the heavens above lay an imprint on us, and we lay an imprint on it. And that depending on where you are in the world, um, the time, the day, the various planets above us are always going to be shifting and changing. Um, but on that, at that time, on that day, in that place, for example, when I was born, I have Venus, Moon, and Saturn in my constitution as my primary guiding um, planetary features. Um, we're connected to all of them, but sometimes things stick out a little bit more. And for me, Venus resi- resides in my body. It helps me to understand my body. And what I mean by that is that there are certain plants in the world that are very connected to the energies of Venus. Things such as rose, things such as, oh, um, uh, what's another good one? I feel like burdock root is another really good one. Um, sort of funny uh, in, in its sense. And my teachers would argue that that's probably more Mars. 
Um, I was wondering because I was, I, I don't know anything about this. I know a, a little bit just from hanging out with cool people like you. But um, I think when I think of, I think of love, like that love energy mm-hmm. and what, what do we but typically. Burdock for me typically gives me that love. And Venus okay. is also very nourishing, okay. uh, very nourishing, compassionate. And um, when you break open a burdock root, it's so soft and t- mm-hmm. fibrous and for the skin, it helps with the tissues. It helps with nourishing. So for me, if I was to work with burdock root, I would definitely work with Venus and and so try to pull in some of that energy. So this is how you decide. Sorry, I was just okay. getting, getting excited here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you decide what to make under what moon. Is that uh, uh, help me understand? Sort of, okay. sort of, and, and well, no. Okay. No, <laughs> but, but it resonates with what you asked because different times throughout the day also align with different planets. So you can say like on a full moon, I make our everlasting cream on the full moon. Um, and the reason for that is that the moon is very tied to the emotions. It's very tied to the bodily fluids. It's very tied to... Um, mental sort of stimulation um, or relaxation and for me I feel like it's one of the easier sort of guiding planets that I say planets in quotes here you can't see me but I do Um, planets that we can work with because it is so instinctual we've grown up seeing the sun we've grown up seeing the moon if I was to say I made this everlasting cream every day or once a month on Saturn day in Saturn hour, what would that mean to you? I don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. What the heck? I yeah, don't know what that is. Exactly. It sounds cool, but it, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, and and um, I guess again, it comes down to intention. My intention with that particular product, um, or when I decide to work in a certain phase of the moon or a different planet, is that it's helping to guide me a little bit more deeply into a process. Um, it's helping to translate and transfer that energy to the wearer or the adorner or the user. So it's more about you, not the product. It's both. Both. Okay. It's both. It's, it's an, that transference of energy from you to yeah. the product. So if you think about the way that a normal distillation system works, um, you have the plant body with whatever fluid. You have a tube or a, a, a vessel that runs upward and then there's a another uh, a tube that runs off of it. I'm trying to explain this simply. <laughs> Going back to chemistry class yeah. here. Another tube that runs off of it and drops down so that whatever you're, when you're distilling, you are bringing something um, up in temperature and basically creating a, sh- uh, how do I, uh, the words are escaping me at the moment. Um, imagine you're creating a cloud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Within this vessel. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you're sort of then, uh, that fluid is going to recondense and come over, and that is your final product. When I'm working with the moon, it feels very much like that. It feels like I'm the physical vessel, but I'm po- like the moon is shining down. It's part of the energy that's like, helping fuel the process. It's helping guide the process. So it is the fire source. It is the 
Um, sometimes maybe it's the water source that I'm working with. And that is distilling upwards into an idea. The intention lives there. And as that intention builds, and I'm, and I'm actually creating this product, it distills down, it condenses into this other thing, and then it becomes the product. I see. So there's a, there is sort of this integrated, it's not, it's not really about me. It's a, it's, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it's not really about me. I can me. see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's about connecting to something greater something bigger and the moon is pretty easy to work with it's and the full moon especially is pretty easy to work with we see it every month lucky us yeah lucky us yeah um and anyone listening that just heard that amazing description (laughs) of distilling i'm sorry i didn't articulate it all that well but um that's sort of the gist of it i i feel like it's a collaboration no matter if I'm working with a plant or an energy it's always a collaboration I love that about your stuff and you it just feels so good (laughs) thank you it It does does feel good I'm like a little nervous talking about it just because it's it's hard to articulate sometimes yeah well it's your passion and so sometimes it's really tough to lasso that up into words yeah I'm also a feeler and I can feel things so fully but yes our, the articulation component of it is it's a lot harder yeah let's um ask a fun question i'm ready of, um jen our marketing director comes up with these fun things so i can't <laughs> take credit for thanks it, jen but, um if you were stranded on a desert island <laughs> <laughs> what skincare products would you hope to have with you oh geez um okay First answer that came to mind is I. Is it and well, is it endless? Is this an endless supply? It's an endless supply. Okay. <sighs> my husband would be so ashamed of me right now <laughs> because my first answer is I would take water, an endless supply oh, of water. Look at how smart you are and unexpected. But he would be ashamed of me because he, he'd be like. No, you can build the fire. You can you can create fresh water. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> and, and my I, I don't have those survival skills, so I would take water. Um, and I say that because sure we can clean ourselves with it, but really, hydration is the number one thing with any at any point in your life with your skincare. Hydration, 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 hydration. And I say that I'm not always the best at it, but definitely water you are full of surprises i love that answer it's like Um, oh you should get this cream or that cream i would have this cream (laughs) but how simple and Mm. real and perfect was that answer i love that yeah i couldn't pick one even if you made me try (laughs) so they're all so good i know okay um how can our listeners learn more about you uh where can they find out more about fruits to the roots and find out about what you're doing in the world. How can they contact you? What do you have going on? Any special events? What should we know about Fruits to the Roots and Lauren? What are you up to? I'm so excited to answer this. Um, I can be found at fruitstotheroots.com. That is fruits with an S. <laughs> fruitstotheroots.com, roots with an S. Uh, I you can find me on social media. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the F 
book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a community on there. I think that's really the only time I'm looking at it, but I think the community is an important resource for people. So, yeah. Um, I, oh, goodness. And yes. But I know, but we won't, we don't, you don't have to be. Okay. Where else yeah. can we find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram. I am playing with a little bit of TikTok, but it's oh. not, it, it's more to get me out of my comfort zone. I tend to, um, turn into the witch in the woods or That's you know so I, I i i tend to like turn into this person that is just talking to plants and trees and walking in the grass and feeling the wind in my hair you want to see the real lauren check her out <laughs> check her out on tiktok so um i definitely am going to start doing a little bit more of tiktok uh, but yeah, Instagram is great. My website is great. I am a Maryland, Frederick, Maryland is where I am. And I'm offering sound baths weekly in Frederick, Maryland at a wonderful community studio called Give Rise Studio. Uh, and right now that's usually on Sundays at four um, that's every Sunday. Every four? Sunday. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's great to know. Uh, I'm also working with Fox Haven in Jefferson, Maryland, which I've been working with them for a few years now. And so you can find me doing sound baths there. And we didn't even talk about the sound baths, but that's okay. We can we can spend a couple of minutes talking about sound baths because I had the opportunity to join you for a sound bath at Fox Haven Farm, in the barn. And yeah, you should share that work. That's really, really good stuff. <laughs> well, and it's so what I realized was missing, um, sort of from my online presence as far as our our business went, is that I don't think beauty is just about one thing. I don't want to be just a product manufacturer for people. So I've actually spent the last year and a half reworking our website, and by the time you're hearing this, it will be launched, which is really exciting. Um, still same website, but brand new sort of look and feel and flow I realized that people want to know more they they want to feel like they can explore more um maybe like um like we do here at uh, Capital and Grape Health yeah deep dive exactly exactly and and that's yes going deeper in into anything that you're excited about especially I feel like with skincare, if you're putting it on your skin every day, you should really know more. Than, and I feel like I give a lot on our website, but there was that component. I needed to sort of – it was time. We've been doing this. We've had the same website for 10 years, so it was time. Um, so in that re-sort of organization of the website, I realized – there's a ritual component to what I do that I can't really translate in so many words easily as we've talked about. And I've been offering sound baths for the last about three years. Basically since COVID started, I started offering them through Zoom for people. Can you share with our audience what uh, briefly what a sound bath is? Yeah. Um, So a sound bath is a form of meditation using instruments, specifically vibrational instruments. Um, What makes it very different than like going and sort of absorbing live music of sorts is that it is mindful, intentional. Meditation isn't for everyone. And I think that what's really strange about sound bathing is it can be for everyone. Anyone I've played for, no matter how skeptical, they have almost immediately fallen into this really calm space. 
And what it is, is I work a lot with crystal bowls and Himalayan bowls. Um, I'm starting to do some drumming work as well, which I'm really excited about. My husband and I built a drum this year. Um, yeah, so it's it's so beautiful. Um, so we're working on getting some other sounds going, but what makes it so easy and intuitive is that in, it, it's self-guided for the most part. You just have to be present with yourself, willing to be open to the sound, to the vibration, and as the vibration fills the space that you're in, it can sort of shift your mental state into, it, it works with your brain waves um, to put you into a, a calmer state, um, a more relaxed state. It helps with sleep. It can help with um, even getting into higher states of relaxation where cellular regeneration is is more easily possible. And so I started, does, is that good? That's great. No, that's great. I was going to ask um, like how they're typically an hour um, So or? mine, I have a hard time doing more than an hour, um, partially because I'm, I'm seeing that people do start to get a little antsy. Um, the commitment to doing a sound bath longer than that, I think a lot of people, I want it to be accessible. Mm-hmm. And there are some sound baths out there, though, that'll go for like three to four hours. Oh, wow. And those, I mean, you can really get into some wild states where you are just, but even in an hour long, I've, I've, ta- I've, I've talked to people that have had experiences where they've had ancestors like visit them and you know pass along a message and I've had people that have um my husband had brain surgery I don't know if you know that I did not know that my husband had brain surgery in December last year and we didn't really make it public knowledge he'll be fine with this um we didn't make it public knowledge at the time because it 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 feels like uh there's a lot of sympathy cards played when things like that happens and that's not what we wanted we wanted to go through this on our own, and it was hard. It was really hard. Didn't want it to be public. Um, but the thing that came out of that was realizing how important the sound bathing was for us personally, oh. and that I needed to start finding places in person that I could do it regularly for people. Oh, thank you so much for yeah. sharing it. Yeah, I mean, the amount of healing that he and I were both individually able to do, um, but also inspire in in I don't know in a greater sense um with his his process it was pretty profound in a lot of ways is and that to say that this was part of his healing journey after post-surgery yeah I think yeah. so yeah. absolutely um and it still is part of his healing at oh, the moment that's so great yeah it's so good so yeah we're really excited to be offering this because it feels like a component of the ritual element with healing and skincare, it sort of ties everything together. So now we have our, our beauty, we have our alchemy, we have our ritual, and we have a bit of sciencey stuff You're coming just too. Taking it to the next level. Yes. And it's been sort of hard to identify what that next level would be until all of a sudden the sound bathing became so important. So we are super excited and honored to have you join us for our next. Um, Heal Day here at Capital Integrative Health Quarterly. We have a retreat for our entire team. Uh, it's called our Health Education and Learning Day, Heal Day. And 
you are going to be joining us I'm so for excited. the sound bath. So I'm super excited. Yeah. And thank you so much for agreeing to do that with us. Absolutely. Excited for you to share your gifts with our team. Me too. So fruitstotheroots.com. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the places where you're doing the sound uh, baths again? At Give Rise Studio in Frederick, Maryland. At Foxhaven Farm in um, Jefferson, Maryland. Um, those are the places I'm going to be working regularly with. Okay. I'm also trying to identify a more D.C. area space. But okay. And then lastly, just in case, because I know if I were listening to this, I would want to know, am I going to be able to talk to her? Mm, you know, about yes. Um, do you have a chat on your website? Or I do. How do you, okay. So, so I, I do have a chat, and you will chat with me. Um, there are a few automated answers if I'm not available. Like right now, I wouldn't be available. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few automated answers, but you will get me. Okay. It is literally just me and my husband running this business. Um, it's interesting because at different points, it's felt bigger than that, but you will always talk to me. Um, you can email, or there's a contact form on our page, and that also goes, uh, hmm. There's a contact form on our web page that will also go directly to my email address. So I will always reply to you. Okay. Um, and if someone wants to work with me, that is probably the easiest place to reach me. Um, I would say reach out on social media, say hi, introduce yourself too. But let's talk through email first and then we'll, we'll get going from there. Okay. Well, thank you, Lauren. We love having small business beautiful, heart-centered, mindful people doing great work in health and beauty. Um, this is our first uh, to be in our toe into the beauty uh, <laughs> part of it. So we're honored to have you for that. So thank, thank you so you. much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. It's been really fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episodes and conversations. And thank you so much again for being with us.